This is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's do our podcast for the month of May, both on the trout and the bass, because May is a fantastic month to fish in Virginia. Let's do the trout thing first. We've got a lot of hatches going on in May. Sometimes the trout will be willing to take anything that drifts down the stream for them, and that's great. But let me narrow it down just a little bit about what the major hatches are. This is in, oh, it's in my park book. It's in my Virginia book. And if you have any questions, just call me on all this. The first half of May, the headwater streams have very heavy olive caddisfly hatches. And the Mr. Rapidan olive delta wing caddis in about a size 14 is very, very effective on these fish. Now, the second hatch we see heavily in the month of May is the gray fox. And this is, it's a kissing cousin to the March brown, but it is slightly different. The fly I use on this is a spirit of Pittsburgh Mills, about a size 14 on that. Now, many times this hatch is so heavy that a lot of the fish will pull back on the lip and just hang right there all day to sip in these mayflies. And you can really get some good fishing, but when you approach a pool, look the tail of that pool over very carefully before you make your first cast. More than likely, there's going to be somebody just sitting there waiting for the naturals, and that's the one you want to bear down on. Okay, the Lake Cahill Mayfly, and again, this is sort of a kissing cousin to the previous one. All right, they hatch the first three weeks of May. I use the Murray's Professor Dry in a size 16 on this, and it is very effective. Um... A lot of fish feeding on this. A real good friend of mine used to fish a wet fly on it, but I just simply enjoy fishing the dry fly. So I stick with the Murray's Professor uh, size 16 on that hatch. Okay, now we've got inchworms unusually heavy this year. They are heavy right this very moment. Now these natural sort of splash down on the stream when they fall off the tree limbs or down out of their little web. I try to mimic that with my Murray's Dry Inchworm. I'll use a roll cast and kind of snap it right at the very last moment as it's turning over to make this fall on the water with a splash. The little yellow stoneflies are still very, very heavy, and they will be heavy all month. All my notes say we get them right through to the end of the MIPS. Now, many of these emerge from the leaf jams and the back eddies. They're in kind of crude-looking water, but they are there in heavy number. If you have trouble identifying, say, the little yellow stone bar in this offer, they, they don't look anything alike, but they are that light color. The little yellow stone fly comes off his leaf jam and all that and heads up to the trees it looks like he's just getting his first flying lessons they lope back in through there and you wonder if they're ever going to make it but a lot of them make it so take advantage of the little yellow stone flies that are hatching in large numbers right now and i use the murray's little yellow stone fly size uh, 16 on that Okay, the last half of May, the wonderful sulfur hatch is coming on strong. 
last year we had probably the heaviest sulfur hatch I've ever seen in Virginia, and it was fantastic. The duns start coming off about midday and continue to pretty close to dark. The spinners come back to lay their eggs just about dusk, and they will be there until dark. So what you've got is a concentration of duns and spinners on the water definitely the last two hours of the day. And they are so heavy on the water that if you're using Murray Sulphur Dry or Edgehank Sulphur Dry in about a 16, you're going to have a number of fish feeding in each pool. And if you're real careful on this or use that pop strike I've told you about for a quick release, you're going to catch a lot of fish on this. And so may really, if the whole door is wide open, just go in there and do what you enjoy most. All right, let's talk about smallmouth bass because something really exciting happens in May for smallmouth. The helgramite on the stream bottom, now this is a three-year job, so we're, they're always there, but the three-year-old helgramite on the stream bottom, this is the larva of the Dobson fly. He's going to start crawling over toward the stream bank to come out of there as an adult, and he'll be, he'll be an honest three inches long or even maybe a little better. Now, as they're swimming across the stream bottom, they are easy prey for the smallmouth bass. The easiest way to fish a fly that mimics this, I like the Murray's Heavy Black Helgramite in about a size 6. In my schools, and if I've got a beginner that's just getting into it, what I'll do is start him out right below the riffle, having cast across stream, let that Helgramite sink down deeply, and just strip it back real, real slowly right across the stream bottom. The slower he can fish that and the deeper he can fish it, the more fish he's going to catch. And I honestly suspect there are more Helgramites, larvae of the Dobson fly now. I think there are more of those in the river than all other larvae and nymphs combined. Because as a kid fishing these, they were my number one bait, probably because they were easy to catch. But the fish sure liked them. Now, there's a second technique. If I have somebody in a class that wants to be get into a little bit more refining refined technique. I use Charlie Brooks's old up and across presentation. In Charlie's book that he published, uh, Nymph Fishing for Larger Trout in seventy six, he we call that the Brooks method. You're casting up and across stream at about a 45-degree angle, maybe a 20-foot cast. Let it sink down into the deep water and swing down by you. Now, you've got to get tight to it so you can feel that strike. Next cast would be just a couple feet longer. Let it sink down to the bottom. Don't ever mend. You'll never know what happens if you're mending. You're going to take up all of that slack when it gets down and swing that down. This is very effective, and it will enable you to get your fly deeper than anything you're doing with a floating line. That's it. I call it swing nymphing, but it was actually Charlie's method, and got to give him all the credit for it. So between this smallmouth action that's going on and the broad spectrum of a trout action that's going on, month of May is one you really want to sneak away and go fishing anytime you can get away. If you have any questions on any of this, just call me and I'll be glad to help you. The number here at the Fly Shop at Edinburgh is 540-984-4212. Thank you very much. This is Harry Murray.